Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Kuma, your host. Mark Osterman is here. We have a great show for you. As a reminder, you can watch this show with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We also have our Patreon after show. If you want to join us, support the show. We do a weekly after show that you can either listen to as a podcast or watch. You can find all of the information on that at patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. On this week's show, we have a lot to talk about, including a behind-the-scenes of the F1 Vegas drone show. It was a crazy show. Plus, Fountain Blue has a Black Friday sale you want to know about. We'll go inside the renovated Paris Versailles Tower rooms, talk about the renovations at the Waldorf Astoria and how the rooms look there now, talk about a sudden closure of a venue that lasted only a month, a really cool one, too. Plus, All Net Arena is officially dead. That's that arena project on the North Strip where Wet n' Wild was. So much to discuss this week. Let's get into the show. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you're having a great holiday weekend. Let's hit it. So Mark, we forgot to talk on the last show about the F1 drone show. It was incredible. We love drone shows, but we also got a behind the scenes to see how this pilot did a thousand different drones at once. Pretty incredible. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, you know, DJs these days where, I mean, some still use turntables and all that, but like they kind of set up a program on their computer and all the work's done before they get to the event and they just hit enter. I probably just upset anybody that DJs for a living, but this guy did all this amazing work, programmed it in and then got to sit back and enjoy the show like everybody else which is pretty cool yeah we need more of these incredible drone shows but seeing the las vegas sign lit up was great yeah the roulette wheel part with the ball going around was probably my favorite part simply amazing something you don't see anywhere else and and i couldn't imagine seeing that live now can we stop talking about f1 altogether can we do that for a while yes (laughs) i hope everybody had a happy thanksgiving i hope you had one mark uh, Four Queens was handing out turkeys to all their employees this week, which reminded me of the old school Vegas where all the casinos handed out turkeys and all of the trimmings to all of their employees. I don't know if all the casinos still do that. I don't think they all do, but uh, shout out to Four Queens for doing it old style. And I hope everybody had a great holiday. Isn't it not just all like casinos, but like corporate America period used to hand out turkeys, I feel like, and you get Christmas bonuses and stuff. And my wife started her new job 10 years ago. The first year they get a bonus. The second year they're like, you're going to get half as much. And then by like year four, they took away the bonus altogether. So just the cutbacks across is sad to see. So cool that all the people got a turkey. And that's something that, you know, cost them 25, 30 bucks, whatever it be. And, you know, that's a memory that they're going to make with their family. And they're going to think fondly about their employer because they're eating a turkey that was provided by them. I think it's, you know, something that's overlooked so much and such a small cost overall per person that they should all do it, really. Yeah, I remember getting my first free turkey when I worked at MGM Grand when I was like 16 years old. And I loved it. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Everybody lining up to get them. So uh, yeah, good to companies that still do that. I hope there's more than just four queens. Let's move on to Fountain Blue. And we got yet another walkthrough of the casino from Casino Comp Wallet or Pauly D, uh, the guy who doesn't know how to say Fountain Blue, but he does a great job of sharing all of these clips. So thanks to him for that. (laughs) Can you stop sending me his video so I have to so I don't have to listen to it saying <laughs> I can't even remember how he says you. it but it's so weird it's in between the two things it blows my mind but yeah it's <laughs> I can't. I can't. I got to hear what's being said. But uh, it's amazing walkthrough video. It's really cool. You know what's ironic is for, what, years we've complained about all the people talking about how we say Fountain Blue, even though we're saying it right. And now here we are giving somebody else shade. But yeah, it's a beautiful video. Thanks to him. He has an incredible source inside of there. 
uh, sharing these videos. Uh, glad to see that. And as we've said before, this looks incredible. Can't wait to get inside there. We found out that they are not actually opening December 13th, Mark. Only the invited people get to go on December 13th. They're going to open the morning of December 14th for all the plebs like us. So if you were planning on going there on opening night, go the next day. But they do have a Black Friday sale, which is really good. Uh, get an extra night. So if you book one night, you get two nights or an extra night on any reservation. I was looking in December and the nights are pretty much all priced at $300. So that comes to $150 a night plus taxes and resort fees. Maybe that would be about the normal price for a hotel in the midweek December. So maybe not the best deal, but a new hotel, get an extra night. Uh, all you have to do is sign up for the rewards and uh, once you do that, you'll get the offer. So go ahead and do that if you want to stay at Fountain Blue. It's kind of like those Kmart jewelry store things where they're like 80% off and we just marked up the price a lot before. But also kudos to them. It's the opening month or so and they're doing this deal. You wouldn't normally see that. Normally it'd be 300 bucks, and they're going to get it as long as they can get it. And then, then they'll roll out the deal. So they're, they're making it affordable if you're doing a two-night stay. I do feel bad for anybody that had like booked to the 14th expecting to go on the night of the 13th and now they might not be able to see the opening that kind of stinks but man that it just looks amazing like instantly probably my favorite vegas property just from the views i got and i got to go in there and you know see it for myself but from the video that walkthrough it looks like just stunning and probably going to be my favorite design of anything in vegas yeah i think we're both really excited for this place and uh rightfully so after all these years what 15 plus years of construction we're just a few weeks away a lot of excitement right we've been looking at this formula one race forever it's over now we have the two new casinos opening and then super bowl so we're still in this very exciting time even though f1 is in the rearview mirror waldorf astoria just completed the first phase of their renovations we should talk about that they redid all of their rooms. Plus, they did a big thing, which I think is good. They moved the lobby from their sky lobby upstairs down to the ground level and renovated it. The lobby downstairs used to be smaller, like an elevator lobby. Now they made this the check-in area, which gives a little bit more space upstairs. One of my biggest complaints about Waldorf Astoria would be just the public spaces. It's very small. Yeah, I agree. And I've, I've never really liked hotels that you go in and then you have to ride an elevator up to get to the lobby. I like it being on the first floor. You know, Park Hyatt set up that way, uh, casino I was just at in Cleveland, the Hyatt Regency there, you have to go up a level. It just feels awkward and not right. So I like that they moved it there. I will say I'm a little bit sad about the renovations to the rooms and not because they don't look great. I mean, all the mock-ups and everything look, you know, like anything you'd see at a luxury resort, especially in Vegas these days with the color scheme. But I really like the Asian tones and the dark woods and everything. It had more of a Conrad vibe, as we said in the past, versus Waldorf. And that's because, you know, Waldorf didn't build this hotel they took it over but i always like that asian theming something you don't see a ton in vegas anymore and so i'm gonna miss that even though the rooms were a little bit dated and, and a little beat up so they definitely needed to be touched up but i wish they kept the same type of scheming as they had before yeah it's funny when the hotel was mandarin oriental and then it got sold and became waldorf they did some light refreshes, so they kept a lot of that Asian theming in the property, which, as you said, was very unique, and I liked it too. And now they've just done a complete sort of Waldorf renovation of it. This is a proper Waldorf now, I would say, those sort of high-end luxury rooms, but you do miss that sort of Asian vibe that was a leftover from Mandarin Oriental. But overall, a great property. We love the location. I mean, it's a great location. Your steps to a couple different casinos, steps from the Strip, but you're in, you know, your own hotel. You still, even though they moved the lobby down to the bottom, you still have two elevators up to your room, unfortunately, I think, because I don't think those elevators right there go to the rooms, but still an improvement, I think, on the check-in experience. And the lobby looks great. White, beautiful. Again, you remove a lot of those woods that were there before because 
no Asian influence here. Yeah, and I hope that they touch up the bar there, which is amazing. Uh, cool views of the strip, especially at night with all the lights and billboards. It's a unique view because you're kind of like in the middle of it versus up above that you get on some of the rooftop bars. They definitely were showing wear and tear on some of the furniture, some stains and stuff, which as it gets darker, you don't see. But if you get there when it opens, you notice it. So hopefully that gets uh, refreshed a bit. And then the, my only real complaint about that uh, hotel is the pool area. It's just so tiny. And that's just kind of the hand they're dealt. So they have to deal with that. But it's just a small, like, standing-only pool where everybody just drinks and pees in it, I guess. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, for people who don't know where their pool area is, it sits on top of the parking garage. I think Aria's parking garage. Uh, so it's uh, very sort of unique. It's not huge. It is a nice sort of luxurious area, but it isn't as good as some other pools in Las Vegas. They're building the Whataburger there. That's coming along. As you may or may not know, Waldorf Astoria Las Vegas is owned by the same owners as Panda Express. So I'm just waiting for the Panda Express to come in phase two for Waldorf and then everything will be complete. So uh, things to look forward to. It says luxury more than Panda Express. I mean... Or Whataburger, right? So... uh... (laughs) As a reminder, our Patreon is now going. You can watch or listen to our weekly after show. Mark and I just jabbering on even more about Las Vegas. Hit us up at patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. Thanks to everybody who supports us over there. So we have an update on the Versailles Tower, this drama. We shared that the rooms weren't ready and people were checking in and not getting them. Now... I have confirmation that there are three floors open. I have confirmation from a few different people. Three floors are now open in the Versailles Tower. And thanks to Anita for sending this over. She commented. She sent it to me on Twitter. She actually has a walkthrough of the room on Instagram. So I will show a little bit of that here and then put a link so you guys can see the whole thing. The rooms look really nice. I think it turned out great. But one downside, Mark, is you have to check in at Horseshoe. That's strange. (laughs) That will confuse people for sure. I mean, I'm not... Totally with you on the the design of the room. I don't love the the carpeting or the color schemes, the curtain. I'm I'm not in love with any of it. It's spacious. It's new. It's nice. The bathroom, no tub, that type of thing. It's just kind of meh to me. It, and you're not getting that Paris. I mean, the color, I understand the curtains is kind of like French flag and all of that. But there's not, it just doesn't feel Parisy to me. And then it also doesn't feel like high end to me. So it's just kind of like middle of the road, almost like a Bally's refresh. I don't know. It's kind of weird. The whole thing is weird. I disagree. I think it actually looks like Paris. I like the rooms. Uh, that carpet is similar to what we see in the new Caesars rooms too. So that black and white design that they're going with. Uh, It looks very similar to the concept art, but glad to see it's open. Strange that they're having people check in at Horseshoe. That's just because there's no connection, right? That bridge, I don't think, is done between Paris and the new tower, so there wouldn't really be any way to walk from checking in at Paris. So I guess that makes sense, but based on Cinnamon Girl's experience, they need to do better. But glad to hear that three floors, hopefully they move quickly, get all of them opened up. I do think this is an improvement, so I guess mixed reactions. So I can't wait to hear what everybody out there thinks. And yes, I called it Bally's again. (laughs) (laughs) It went right over my head. I missed it uh, completely. (laughs) So the London Sphere is done. Uh, This was the other kind of sister project to the Vegas Sphere. They were both announced around the same time. This was going to go out in the area where the Olympic Park was in Stratford, kind of in the east of London. And it was going to be like 30 feet taller than the Vegas one, although similar people. But a lot of complaints about light pollution, uh, concerns, and the mayor finally just, I think, just did it in, said, no, we're not going to do it. So the London sphere is dead. James Dolan still wants to sell these spheres all over the world. But that was the kind of only other big project they had announced. I mean, London always felt like a weird mix there. You know, it just didn't seem like it fit with everything else going on in London and the facade and and, and that type of thing. Like maybe like a Dubai or I know Tokyo, there's probably not enough land to build one and it would be way too expensive. But like 
something that already has a ton of lights and action and and just kind of like over the topness to it that Vegas has. I think you got to focus on that where London's more like old school, low key type of stuff. So I, I can understand why people push back against it, especially after seeing the videos of all the crazy things the Sphere does, which we think it's cool in Vegas, but maybe doesn't fit quite in with uh, London. But I think they'll find a spot for it somewhere. It's just finding the right city that that fits that mold. Yeah, and the location in London wasn't great either. It's not like it's in the center of all the tourist activities. It's really far out. Stratford's pretty far out in East London. I've been there. Uh, it's where, like I said, all the Olympic stuff was, but it wasn't in the center of the tourist action like you see the London Eye or the Sphere in Las Vegas, which is right where all the tourists are. So maybe not the best fit there, but that's where the Sphere is as of now, the London Sphere, so canceled. What's not canceled is the Rolling Stones. They're doing a new tour, and they announced that they're coming to Allegiant Stadium May 11th, another big name coming to Vegas. Tickets on sale December 1st at 10 a.m. The Rolling Stones, i that's a tempting one. I mean, I've never been a huge Rolling Stones fan, obviously, just like you two. I know a ton of their songs, but this feels like a band you may not get to see for very much longer. Yeah, definitely towards the end of the road. I'm super impressed they're still touring. I mean, if I was up there in age and had that kind of money, I'd, I'd want to sit at home. But maybe, maybe that's why they're so great. And kind of surprised that the Sphere wasn't able to snag them or, you know, maybe they didn't want to put all the effort into creating that type of show. But that would have been a great fit for the Sphere for sure and, and a great follow up to U2 maybe in the future, but probably not. Yeah, instead of doing this whole tour they're doing, they should have just done a residency at the Sphere. Let the fans come to you. Enjoy your residency yeah. and your time in your old age. But I guess not. So go see them. I'm sure that it will sell out very quickly. I did want to talk about the Cosmo Connector to Vidaria and Bellagio. We talked about it a little bit, but I got a chance to visit it. There is almost no signage in Cosmo yet saying that it's actually open. So unless you know where it's at or how to find it, there's really no way you're going to find it because they're, they just haven't updated the signage. I'm assuming they will at some point, but it's right next to Wicked Spoon. So all you have to do is go to the entrance to Wicked Spoon and you'll see it. But even as you're walking towards where Wicked Spoon is, it's around the corner. So you can't see it there until you're like almost at the cashiers for Wicked Spoon. That said, the connector is great, really cuts down the time to get between those properties. And as we talked about with the rebuilt Vidara Bellagio one, they did a great job, spent money, made it look nice a big upgrade from before all around isn't that kind of cosmos mo like hidden things you know pizza places uh we talked about the gift shop that was hidden you had to take like a certain door or elevator and bars that are hidden throughout cosmo so all these unique things it kind of just kind of fits in that they wouldn't si put signage for it even though they should for this thing because you know it makes people's lives easier but hey it kind of just goes with cosmo yeah and we stayed at cosmo last week i'll talk about it on the show next week it's just been so busy this week but some positive things to share next week and talking about the regular standard rooms there too so look forward to that uh, coming on one of the shows next week. So on the last show, talking about Formula One, we talked about the security guard who screamed at somebody watching the Formula One race from a pedestrian bridge saying to move it along. Now the county wants to try to make this an ordinance and give people a misdemeanor if they stand on the bridges. And I will say I've spent a lot of time on the strip, a lot of time on pedestrian bridges. I have rarely run into an issue with people loitering. Yes, there are street performers. Yes, there are people selling stuff. Yes, there are even homeless people. Nobody has bothered me or I haven't seen this as being an issue. And now you wanna just give people tickets for being out in public on a public sidewalk. Shame on you, this should not pass. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know if this is aimed at that like just people trying to sell water on the bridges or homeless people laying there i don't understand why you would aim it at all people because uh, like you said i've never noticed like a group of people just hanging out on a 
a walkway for you know five minutes or whatever. People stop to take pictures, maybe look at the strip, uh, the lights and all that stuff. And I'm sure with Sphere, even more if you go to the bridge that overlooks that. But for the most part, it's not a problem. I've never been like held up crossing you know over the street on the on these. So I don't know what the deal is. I'd focus more on fixing the escalators and making sure those actually work. Maybe that's a priority versus worrying about people standing for a minute. I, I don't know. It blows my mind. It's really weird. The ACLU, for what it's worth, says that this is unconstitutional but also points out, and I think this is a very a fair point, that it's not going to be enforced the same, right? Tourists aren't going to get tickets, but those performers, those other people are going to get tickets, right? So this isn't really good. I don't. It seems like they're trying to solve a problem that doesn't really exist. Uh, and if you need to move people along, then have you know people there and have some basic rules and you know make it fall. I don't know. You don't need to be giving people tickets for standing on those bridges. That's just my opinion. Those bridges have been around for like 30 years, and we haven't had this problem. So why are we creating this thing? And I just think it punishes the people. The, the the street performers and the vendors and that's what it's really designed to do it's not about tourists stopping to take a picture and i don't see a problem with those people so there you go that's my uh, my thoughts on it remember a couple shows ago where we talked about a brand new venue bourbon parade and how beautiful it looked i was gonna get down there last <laughs> week when i was at cosmo and it just didn't happen and i was like oh well it's a new venue i'll get there soon and unfortunately not it's closed i guess they spent all that money on that beautiful theme that location i'm sure the rent wasn't cheap but they didn't have the capitalization to run the business for a certain period of time and they're closing their doors i'm praying based on the way that place looks that somebody else can take it over in its current form because it looks great yeah yeah, this is really strange. I don't know why you would put all the time and effort into opening a place and designing it and then not have enough to, to open for six months, a year, give it a real shot. Like this is within the first few weeks you shut down. Like what happened there? That that just is so bizarre. And it sounds like there's some issues with it. It looks cool, cool music, all that stuff, design, theme, all great. But they only had like mixed drinks that came from kind of like a dispenser, you know, almost like a beer tap. So maybe that aspect of it wasn't the best. But they're also, like we said, when we first talked about this, like it kind of flew under the radar and they didn't spend any money. Maybe they didn't have any money to get the word out there, get people there. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of bizarre. I hope somebody can take it over as is and, like you said, get a full liquor license, get a full bar, and run it the way it should be because it looks like they spent the money on the theming. You get those bands in there. You get that atmosphere. I feel like it's unique to other places on the Strip as far as that New Orleans vibe, and I think it would fit great. It fits great, so hopefully they get a chance, another lease at life with this venue but it is closed so if you didn't get to try it yeah you're out of luck i don't know like they had to have signed a lease so i don't know how they're gonna pay for that it, it's just it's so weird caesar's just needs to get a celebrity chef they can just choose one whoever they want install them there give it to lisa and it's all fixed there you go <laughs> give it to lisa i think that, there we go we solved the problem it's coming back so uh, this is the story i think we've been waiting to cover for many years now all net arena is finally dead it's dead 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 well actually it's not dead they have like another week to come back to the county commission and prove that they have funds or something but that's never going to happen so all seven county commissioners voted to deny this thing and hopefully something else can come on this land that used to be wet and wild i mean the the amount that the the land and value has gone up since they've started this pile of dirt that they pushed around for what like a decade now or, or whatever is probably worth just getting out from under it and selling it and 
and you'll make a decent amount of money from that but it's just too valuable and the, the location's too good to not have something there or something in development so i don't know in in the people saying like i can't see how this wouldn't work or somebody wouldn't spend the money well you're trying to build a, an arena and then attach all this other stuff to it for five billion dollars if you just built the nba arena you probably have a team already if you just focused on that simple part and then maybe added stuff to it down the line uh, so that's that's the problem going too big isn't always the best thing poor jackie robinson because he had this vision right to bring the nba team here to bring pro sports here before there were any sports this arena predates the golden knights it predates the raiders the announcement of the a's so we're probably going to get an nba team at that other arena that's being built on south las vegas boulevard so we're going to get all these teams and jackie robinson just wanted to be a part of it unfortunately he couldn't get the funding together i think his heart has always been in the right place what's interesting is one of the county commissioners said oh i just think sahara should build a tower on this land and expand <laughs> over there to which sahara says we have no plans to expand but we do hope that the land falls in the hands of somebody who's going to develop it because this sits right between fountain blue and sahara fountain blue the brand new hotness in vegas what this means is another prime casino site is once again available hopefully yeah i laughed so hard when i read that like sahara i think is struggling enough to fill the rooms they have i don't think they're going to add a thousand rooms and all that cost like what was that guy thinking Yeah, it was funny. And the fact that Sahara to come back that we have no plans to expand here. But this is a huge piece of land as far as you could build a entire casino there. It's bigger than the piece of land that Fountain Blue sits on. And, you know, as you see the strip traffic kind of move north, this could be a potential site along with the other ones we've talked about. So keep an eye on this land. It could also just sit there for the next 20 years. Or they could do what they really should do is build a new water park there and replace the old wet and wild because that would be amazing. How many acres is it? Like, should the A's just go? there 27 acres is what it's sitting on so definitely plenty of space for the a's yeah i mean let's let's get that going that would be awesome keep the tropicana alive (laughs) there we go it was interesting in the comments from the last show people talking about which casinos they would tear down a lot of people agreed with you with circus circus i think the theming is enough to keep it there there's a lot of people that agreed at harrah's and then many people came up with the idea of what we didn't talk about technically not a strip casino but oyo that works perfectly tear down oil although it doesn't sit on really enough land for anything No, keep the oil. It's a a special place in my heart. Bring back Hooters. He, he can't get over the Hooters days at all. It's I, I have special for all the history of Tropicana, and he loves oil because of the Hooters. So that's where we uh, that's where we get our, and the good beer too, right? Yeah, it was just such that was like the first place I would go. It was cheap, and the rooms weren't terrible before they got like all stained up and everything. Pool open twenty four seven, three sixty five, and then we had a dealer that we would come in to gamble, and she remembered our name like over a period of like four or five years that we would come once or twice a year, and as soon as we'd sit down, she'd say like hi to me and my buddy, and remember us by name and it's just like you know that kind of memory you don't see that in vegas anymore so it was kind of cool oyo can stay and trop is going either way so that's the sad part and reality so let us know what you guys think about anything we talked about today pedestrian bridges people being able to move do you think that's a good idea do you think it's a bad idea fountain blue the new walk through we saw the black friday sale plus all net being dead what do you think about that hit us up in the comments we do two shows a week tuesdays and fridays and we'll be back in a couple days with another show. Hit us up on Patreon as well. Thanks so much for watching. Happy Thanksgiving again. Hope you're having a great long holiday weekend. Talk to you later. Talk to you next time. Have a good weekend, everybody. Yeah, I mean, the roulette wheel was pretty, pretty cool. Uh, pretty, pretty. <laughs> yeah, the the roulette rule. <laughs> yeah, the roulette wheel was pretty amazing. Uh, that was crazy watching, like, the ball roll around the wheel and everything. Uh, pretty, pretty amazing. 
why do I keep saying pretty? <laughs> pretty. <laughs> you know, kudos to the guy and everybody that got to see it live. It's probably pretty. <laughs> do I want to say pretty again? <laughs> I have to leave that in too because, oh my God. Should have just stayed with Talk to You Later. Talk to you later.